It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. I'm Gary McNamara along with Eric Harley. It's a new test developed by Abbott Labs that delivers lightning-fast results in as little as five minutes. That's a whole new ballgame. I want to thank Abbott Labs for the incredible work they've done. They've been working around the clock. Normally, this approval process from the FDA would take 10 months and even longer, but we did it in four weeks. Mm. And I hear they're going to have thousands of those ready this week. Mm-hmm. So That's um, good news. Yeah, that that is uh, that that's uh, that's really great news. We also know the other news that uh, the uh, social distancing the administration has recommended again, and this is where we talked about where people were wondering, you know, where do these laws come from that you can quarantine people or isolate people? And we uh, went through that two weeks ago when this first started, and then went through it again. Part of the Supreme Court precedent that actually covers and gives mostly governments the ability to do it, which is why you've seen what comes from the federal government is recommendations. That's what you're getting. Yeah, not not orders. Right, not orders. And the orders are coming from state and local governments. And even here in the state of Texas, for the most part, early on it was, uh, and, and still in some cases it still is, up to the local governments decide what to do. Yeah, the uh, the governor of Texas, Governor uh, Greg Abbott, uh, and this came across uh, Sunday. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has announced orders restricting travel to Texas from some COVID-19 hotspots. The governor mandated a quarantine for road travelers arriving in Texas from any location in Louisiana. He said this will be enforced by the Texas Department of Public Safety at entry points into the state. Those coming from Louisiana will have to self-quarantine for 14 days. The order does not apply to travelers related to commercial activity, truckers, a military service, emergency response, uh, health response, or critical infrastructure functions. The order goes into effect at noon on Monday, March 30th, later today. Um, that's, also, al- that's already on top of the Yep, he airplane. also uh, said that people flying from Miami, Atlanta, Detroit, and Chicago, California, and Washington State into Texas must self-quarantine. Um, and so you're, gonna, you're probably going to see this right now. Hmm. And that's in addition uh, to for, New York. And, 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 that was, and New York was when? Last week? Yeah, that was last week. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The self-quarantine procedure... Uh, will mirror the processes outlined in the governor's previous executive order requiring mandatory self-quarantine for air travelers from the New York tri-state area and New Orleans, Louisiana. That order says those entering Texas as their final destination from the designated areas will use a form from DPS to designate their quarantine location. DPS special agents will conduct unannounced visits to designated quarantine locations to verify compliance. Failure to comply with this order is considered a criminal offense that is punishable by up to a $1,000 fine, up to 
up, up to 180 days in jail or both. So if you've got DPS on this, which, of course, is, you know, right now the response, I guess, you know, if there were a manpower issue on enforcement on this, uh, those checkpoints could be taken over instead of DPS doing that. You could have maybe the, what the National Guard doing checkpoints at those entry points uh, from and that would be all roads. It is any point in Louisiana on the road travelers. And then if you're coming in from that destination point, that would be taken care of when you land. I don't know the details. Or would it be if you're coming from New York and you're at a New York airport or the tri-state area, do you fill out that form before you get on the plane to, to go to your destination, no, which is Texas. No, you would fill it out when you get here. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because right. that would be a Texas form, not a right. not a New York right. form. So right. so you get off the plane, and then I guess what I, I wonder what happens there, because it's it's not like an international checkpoint where you come in through customs, but I guess they, they have checkpoints set up with DPS. I, I, yeah, I they don't They must. Know. Yeah. And I guess they're, they ha- you would have to meet them at the gate. And uh, at that point, the same thing. Now, the only way they can enforce it is the threat of random checks. Mm-hmm. Whether that will happen or not, we don't know. Right. I don't know if the manpower exists. Now, the only thing is, as we've said, with the decrease, and this is where we get to what we were talking about before the top of the hour, when we were reading last week what was in the final stimulus bill, that for the airlines, for the grants and the loans, and everything else, one of the things that they had to do if they were going to accept it was ensure that they went back to the schedule that they had as of March 1st and didn't lay off anybody until March, or excuse me, until, what was it, uh, August 30th or September 30th, something like right, that. Right. And you and I said, how can they do that? You have right now, I mean, you've got massive cancellations. Mm-hmm. They've got planes parked in the desert already. You have the the American, you, you have Amer- American... Uh, 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 flight passenger, uh, you know, you basically you're down 90% of people using airplane flights. Mm-hmm. Right. Over 90%, right? As of last week, probably 92, 93, 94% of people that were flying last year mm-hmm. are not flying now. Yeah. What, you're going to give grants so they go up in the air and burn money? Right. You, you might, instead of doing that, instead of burning fuel, you might as well just pay the people. Yeah, sure. Well, and the the point is, is that that would be if if you're forcing them, to, if they are forcing them to fly, you're talking about federal money that's designed to do nothing but literally burn fuel. Uh, now, I, for we the don't, most part, we don't know the details. Are the details in there that well? Well, look, if the the flight isn't ninety percent full, then you can cancel it. Right, but you still have to keep it on the schedule. You can cancel. Within whatever a day or two, mm-hmm. if you don't, if if you are or within if, an hour or two, an hour guess, or two, I don't know, right? If you don't have what you, you know, well, if you if you don't have the passengers, if you don't have a certain level of 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 passengers, well, because the the demand in terms of the national demand, the collective demand, anybody expect that to turn around this week? No, no airlines. I mean, are, you, you, airlines are canceling more for more for May. They're going to be down eighty percent for May. Well, you look at uh, Governor Abbott. I mean, what he's doing. You know, you look at the other governors and what they're doing. This is unprecedented. And the airlines are are in some cases okay. So here's the thing. So the states start. You know, this is not a restriction from travel. 
you can come into Texas, but it's a mandatory quarantine. And they're going to follow up on it. Well, how practical is that? Um, does it apply to people coming home from New Orleans? By the way, here's a legal question here. Mm. And I don't know what the answer is, but when you, you look at what the authority is when it comes to interstate. Right. You know, you're allowing them in here, but you're quarantining them once they come in. Does the state have the ability to do that as a state, as the governor? Or is that is that federal jurisdiction because they're coming across state lines and you're doing mm. it because of that? Well, you're, the, the governor only has the authority of, of their behavior over their behavior once they've come into his state. And that's all he's, that's what he would be looking to do. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, he can't keep them from crossing the line, but he can, in this case, he can order them to be quarantined for crossing that line. Now, now see, the reason I asked that is Cuomo said, because Rhode Island backed off. Right. Rhode Island was going to do that to anybody with the New York plate Mm -hmm. coming in. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll sue. Is that was, and I never got to the specifics of, what he would sue over, right. but they backed off of that. Right. I haven't heard anything where Louisiana has threatened Texas in some way to file a federal lawsuit on that, because that's what I, I I'm guessing that's what the federal lawsuit would be. Yeah, whether or not it's a uh, a federal role, because you're talking about interstate travel, right? But the pre- and, uh, the um, the governors each control that section of that interstate once it's inside their boundaries. Once it's inside I, I, yeah, their I, territory. I, I agree. So that's yeah. why I'd want to see what the you know what the devil is in the details because you're not of a limiting, particular lawsuit. Yeah, you're not limiting you're not restricting interstate travel. You're putting a condition to it. That's restricting. A, a, a con- well, but it's no. Actually, it doesn't keep them from doing that. But it's restricting for a reason. Well, but well, again, you're, if you if you're well, voluntarily going, there is a condition on the other side. But yeah, it's, well, I, I'm guessing they would say, "Look, you're saying they can cross, yeah, but you're saying once they get there, they can't right. do anything for two weeks. Exactly. Once they're in your right. uh, jurisdiction, and is, is that how the federal is that how the a federal judge would look at it? And I don't know. I mean, I just mm-hmm. I don't have the. Uh, I, by the way, I don't know if that's ever been tested in the courts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that it has. These things are so rare. Mm-hmm. When you go back to Marshall, and you're talking the 1800s mm-hmm. of looking at pandemics, and that's some of the the constitutional precedent on it. It's something that we look. We have, we haven't visited since when? Something like this. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. You know the the Spanish influenza right pandemic. I mean, there are, there are a number of conditions in each state when you cross the state line on an interstate, right? Uh, the speed changes, the speed limit changes. Right. Right. Um, there are laws that are, of course, uh, uh, unique to each state. But everybody has to follow those, not mm-hmm. just people from that state. Well, that are traveling from that state. Yes. Right. 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 But, but everybody in state or out of state has to follow it. Yes, Sure. So uh, again, I'm just. But it's also voluntary. But by the way, it's I, voluntary. I'm not. I'm not arguing. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing possibilities in there. Yeah, and I'm throwing the possibilities yes. of what the argument might be on the other side. Right. It is voluntary in nature because you give the exemption to commercial and to uh, to commercial travel. You give the exemption to uh, the health industry and everybody else. It's essentially it is voluntary. 
whether or not you cross that state line, with few exceptions. I don't know how the voluntary makes any difference. Well, I mean, I, I if because I you have I'm to legally, abide, I don't. If you cross a line, if you cross the state line, you're going to have to abide by those by whatever rule, even if it's temporary or law or order of those lines. I mean, if you come into Dallas from Tarrant County, let's say you come over here uh, to work. If you if the other county has a different uh, mandate in place, I thought about this just the other day. There, I mean, in in our four state or our four county area. There are plenty of people that work in out even outside the four county area that go into those other counties that have restrictions. I, them. So, I can't golf in Dar- Dallas County. Right, right. But people from Dallas County can come over and spread the virus mm-hmm. to you on the golf course. Yes. <laughs> not me. In I, not me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, again, I mean, it's 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 completely unique right. and brand new territory. We'll see, but I, don't think, I, I haven't heard about a lawsuit that they've been threatened. I just wonder what if Cuomo was just blowing smoke, mm-hmm. you know, there, and what the response was when the Rhode Island governor backed off. Right. 866-90-RUD-EYE. Since oil is like the blood of your engine, the benefits of oil analysis go beyond preventative maintenance. If you're considering buying a new car, vehicle, motorcycle, or even diesel machinery, an oil analysis can help identify any issues lurking under that washed and waxed hood. You might want to reconsider your purchase if a lab report shows high levels of metal in the oil. For fleet managers, oil analysis can help minimize downtime, as well as safely extend drain intervals meaning less money spent on oil, filters, and labor. Like a blood test, oil analysis shouldn't be a one-and-done item on your maintenance checklist. Although a single sample is useful in providing a snapshot evaluation, especially where a component problem is suspected, used oil analysis is best used when results can be compared to many samples taken over a period of time. Cenex recommends that diesel engines be analyzed monthly or every 250 hours and gasoline engines every 3,000 miles. For more information, visit Cenex.com. This maintenance tip is brought to you by TA Truck Service. More bays, more expertise, more solutions. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Uh oh. Here we go. Told you. After three coronavirus stimulus packages, Congress is already prepping for Phase Four. Told you. Yes. And it could be bigger than Phase Three. Yes. Uh, Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Wall Street Journal has this, and they quote Stephen Moore, uh, one of the president's outside consultants, economic consultants. Quote: "There's talk of a multi-trillion-dollar program, given the size of the shutdown. There's a general recognition that we need something big to get some juice into the economy. And I'm not saying that Eric has a crystal ball." But he did say at the beginning of the show, he said, 
if this thing, because when we were talking about it going till April 30th, yeah. you said if it goes to April, if, if we don't open till April 30th, don't be surprised that they come out with another package to extend it to August 30th to give it at least another month. Well, they're talking about yeah. that's one of the ideas. Or, or May 31st, yeah. April, you said August, but if they, they, they could go to August 30th or 31st, I guess. <laughs> but after April, they would go to May. They would probably go to one one month at a time, right? No, the payments, the unemployment benefits goes oh. to July 31st. Oh, okay. I, I'm thinking they would of the take, stimulus payments. That they would take it to August. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they no, would no. Take the unemployment. I, yes. I think that's, actually, I think that's already a given. I think no, they're okay, probably right. going to do that anyway because, and and you look at, okay. We were, confu- they, ex- we were confusing the checks and unemployment. <laughs> no, no, <Okay>. Exactly. <laughs> well, because you're going to give 3400 right. uh, uh up front, right? I don't know that 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 will say. I suspect it will. Maybe not. Maybe not the kids because we don't really love our children. Maybe we'll just do twelve hundred per adult. <laughs> We're the station that cares. But the unemployment, yeah, I did say earlier. Right there, I actually think they might extend that even further than August. If we get to the point of April, and we haven't seen anything promising from the clinical trials in New York, um, or the number of cases being. You know, uh, uh, you know, basically flattening the curve, as they've been saying, then I, I think they could go even beyond August. Uh, they could go because it's July 31st now. They could go another three months. They could go to the end of the year with that 600 per week federal unemployment. I think so. Well, and the other thing they're talking about is bailing out the states for the deficits the states are going to be in because of lost tax revenue. Wow. One of the things, and I think it, I believe it was, because I'm reading this from the Wall Street Journal, I believe this was from the Wall Street Journal when they said, look, we shouldn't, because they were talking about the fact that, uh, uh, that Cuomo was saying all we're getting is 3.8 billion. Remember that complaint? Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, you're not. And they went through the tens of billions of dollars that will be provided to New York, you know, in this particular deal. And the the warning was from the Wall Street Journal is, look, let's take, you know, if they need to take care of the states, that's one thing for the losses during this. Don't make up. They said, remember that they're already talking about a $6 billion hole to be made up in the New York budget before we ever got to coronavirus. This should not be an opportunity for states to look for a bailout that they that for the deficit that they created in normal times and are trying to get more because of the coronavirus mm. has put them even into a bigger hole. Right. And so if you're talking about, OK, well, this is because what I'm hearing here and reading here, well, this is about stimulus. We need to bail off the states. Well, that's not stimulus. No, that's just bailing out the states. Well, and again, I mean, where do you draw that line? You have another. Uh, you have a number of states that are underwater right now, right? So, do you just say, okay, every state gets the same amount, or you know, where do you again, where do you draw that line? Oh, they get a per population. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Wow, which means California gets a ton of money. Yeah. Chaos, Gary McNamara, and Eric Harley. 
on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Thank you for being here this morning. Let's head to Jack in Rhode Island. We were talking about Rhode Island uh, and uh, New York. Hi, Jack. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. Very good. What's up? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I work for a defense contract down in Connecticut, and I live in Rhode Island. And I live right on the coast. Uh, we've had a lot of people coming from out of state recently, which I can understand. Just like you have down there in Louisiana, people coming over. And they want to get out of their areas. We have people, they have second homes up here. And they're fleeing their area. They're not being tested. And they're coming up here. And our governor is asking them to quarantine. And they're not. So what they've done is anybody from out of state is being asked to self-quarantine. So they've gone gone around and they've asked the National Guard and the state police to do a door-to-door search, not search. Just ask people. How long do you plan on staying? Yeah, we that's we we just you're you're, re- you're repeating what we just said in in the last segment. Exactly what we just said was going on. We were talking about the legalities of it and the fact that Rhode Island put that executive order in, and then Cuomo threatened to sue, and so Rhode Island backed off on it and is no longer doing that. And so we were talking about the legalities. We understood what was going on. We clearly understood that sure, from the sure. very, very beginning. Yeah, right. It was the legalities of it that we were looking at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I suspect you asked if there is a court right now, a court challenge in place. I suspect there will be before this is over with. And we'll see where, you know, something like that goes. I'd really be interested to watch that case develop at the high court level. You know, restricting travel and and what a a state uh, government can do. What do they have the right to do, again, in terms of, as you brought up, interstate travel? We're in unprecedented territory and I think legally a very interesting situation developing. Because if you go back, uh, what, two, three weeks? If you had talked about this then, or a month ago, you had talked about this, this kind of restriction of travel, people would have been outraged, right? And the question is, at what point is there a tipping point? I mean, it's all commensurate with the information we're getting on COVID, right? What we're learning about the spread of the virus, what local and state jurisdictions are doing. There, That's kind of trailing the information that's coming out, you know, what that we get from scientists, and the CDC. But at some point, there will be a threshold. If it progresses in the same manner. We'll see if that happens. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said Sunday that New Yorkers who violate orders from police to disperse uh, public gatherings will be fined up to $500 amid the coronavirus outbreak. Political reported that the mayor made the announcement at a press conference while stressing that fines would be only used as a last resort to those truly intent on violating the order, but we hope that the threat is a deterrent in its own. I added that last part of it. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to give people every chance to listen. Hey, stupid, go home. 
And if anyone doesn't listen, uh, then they deserve a fine at that point, de Blasio said. I don't want to find people when so many folks are going through economic distress. But if they haven't gotten the message by now and they don't get the message <laughs> when an enforcement officer staring them in the face, mm-hmm. that person then deserves the fine. So we're going to proceed with that. You've been warned and warned and warned again. He reportedly added, stating that fines would be issued in increments of $250 up to $500 for violations of social distancing guidelines. Yeah. Meanwhile, two major health insurers, Cigna and Humana, are waiving all out-of-pocket costs for coronavirus treatments nationwide. Uh, The president said yesterday two of the country's largest health insurers, Humana and Cigna, are announcing that they will waive co-pays, which is a big deal for anybody who understands insurance. They don't waive co-pays easily, but we've asked them to do it, and they have done it. By the way, that as everybody has noted, anything that the insurance companies do, expect higher premiums next year. Well, yeah, they're going to have to recover costs to stay above water. Yeah. So they're not doing it for free. No. No, it's all in the cost. You, it's all in the cost of doing business. Well, you're going to pay one way or another. Oh, oh no, you're going to pay. Yeah. Except well, 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 well. Except for except because I got into this discussion yesterday where people were saying it was going back and forth between the right and the left. Yeah. And, and it and it was if well, don't you dare take your check if you don't support Trump <laughs> and don't say Trump's your president. Give it back. Yeah. And the response was Congress passed the bill, not Trump. So so uh, Trump only signed the bill. Congress passed the bill <laughs> and the, the Democrats got all the good stuff in there. And this is the debate going back and yeah, forth. Yeah. So the fact is Trump supporters shouldn't take it. And I went, well, actually, none of the above. I just, I just put it in. Actually, uh, none of the above is pain, uh, except taxpayers will pay a little bit of the interest. But basically, it'll be your children, your great grandchildren or mm-hmm. your children, your grandchildren and your great grandchildren. They'll be paying for all of this. Well, I don't know. And if all we, the deficit spending beforehand. Yeah, if we keep going at this rate, you and I might be paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it's it's the, the thing is, is that the people, um, you know, the thing. Uh, the, it's, it's that. <laughs> Where is Joe Biden, by the way? Um, the whole idea of the the back and forth is people only care about, you know, there is no blue money, red money. In fact, there's no green money. It's black and white. It's electronic transfers. So uh, the fact of the matter is people aren't paying attention to that. You can you can say what you want and try and stand your ground, but when that money hits your bank, people are going to take it. They're not going to give it back. This isn't Cinderella, man. That generation is long gone. That That type of thought is long gone. It's quite the opposite. Ask not... What you can do for your country, ask what your country can do for you. That's 2020. Yeah, that's where we live. But uh, no, so I was, uh, I love that one was uh, was going on. And by the way, when people say, I can't believe the politicians are playing politics with this. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, go on social media. Right. The media is playing politics with it. Well, their hatred that, for Trump, they're, they're using this as an opportunity. Yeah. And by the way, they have to lie to do it. Yeah. They have to lie to do it. They have to lie continuously, deliberately, to get this thing done, to make him look inept, to make him look um, wrong. Uh, the, the whole thing, I mean, over and over again, still trying to separate Dr. Fauci from the president. 
Yeah, still cre- trying to create do it, yeah. that rift. But Dr. Fauci disagrees. Nope. On the principle, if you look at everything that he has said, all he's saying is there's nothing definitive at this point. Right. The president's trying to bring hope. You know, this is it. A week ago last Friday, NBC reporter, of course, there was a, a lot more to it. But what you saw is the NBC reporter saying, what can you do to give people hope? The president looks and says, I'm very hopeful about, you know, the drugs and that they'll work. While the president's trying to kill people with fish tank cleaner. I mean, that's the insanity that we live in right now. And it's over and over again. And it's not going to end. This was their golden opportunity. Russian collusion. Failure. Massive failure. Kavanaugh. Block Kavanaugh. Massive failure. Impeachment. Massive failure. And still right now, coronavirus. But guess what? At least right now, the support, the approval ratings are with the president and not the media. And this is where, again, I don't know if the president gets the the so-called win. Tell me where there's a win on a situation like this. But a job well done award so far? Yes. Absolutely. If you'd like to get in, we do have a line open. Would love to hear from you. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. We go to David in Wisconsin. David, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. I'll try not to be scatterbrained about this, but when I look at this check as a conservative, I'm looking at it from the viewpoint of, all right, I've got a couple thousand dollars in the bank. I'm not hurting. Why am I receiving this? What am I going to do with this? Well, gee, when I file my taxes, if I owe any money, guess what? I'm just going to hand it back to them. Also... <laughs> I really, really, really think that uh, the money isn't needed for everybody. And and if people are really honest with themselves, the ones that don't need it should send it back. Yeah, that's not going to happen for most people. Why put my grandkids through more crap? Well, uh, look, were they worried about that before? I mean, there are very few, and, and God bless you, David, for being worried about the national debt. It's, it's something we should all be concerned about and running a trillion dollar defi- deficit until, you know, well, the end of time. That was the prediction before coronavirus. Who knows what it's going to be now? But the fact of the matter is that's the nature of most people today, again, is not to do that. Yeah, I mean, look, no, no, we weren't getting calls from Republicans about the debt. No, no, we stopped getting that about three, four years ago where Republicans stopped caring about the debt and deficit in normal times. Yeah. So in times like this, there's going to be fewer people that even care about it. Right, right. They're going to well, say... I agree with you on that. Yeah. But there is one other thing I'd like to kind of pass on. Okay. And it's a study I did, I seen many years ago. I passed it on to my son, and he took it to heart. 75% of American public doesn't have a grand in the bank. And I think after all of this is said and done, we're going to see an uptick in that. Mm, oh yeah, I think people are just going to go. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not going to get caught one my pants down again. Well, oh, no, I, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. I, we're we're going in the opposite direction. I yeah, think. no, I, I think that people will be more dependent. Yeah, I think government. I think even fewer people would have a thousand dollars in the bank if they're not in the hole altogether. I think debt, actually, personal debt, 
is probably going to skyrocket um, only to the extent that that debt is 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 offered is you know by the lending institutions. I think that's you're going to start seeing that too, David. I think uh, very quickly, and thank you for the call. I think you're going to start seeing lending institutions limit credit lines. No, if you if you say if you say look. If there's any problem, even if there isn't a problem, we're going to give you money. Mm -hmm. The incentive is not to save in the future. Yeah, right. There I is mean, no right? Incentive. I mean, that's how yep. it normally yeah. goes. I mean, right. if you're looking exactly. at how people respond to incentive, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I was in trouble and or I wasn't in trouble. Yeah. And the government came through with money for me. I'll just depend sure. more on the government. I'll just do that. Right. Yep. No, I, I don't. What, what, I, I, I think it's going to be. If the government can do this, what can't they do? I'm okay with that. Um, they're going to stretch out and they'll do, you know, let's say at the oh. end of April, they do another, you know, $3 trillion in unemployment and, and throw another, let's just say a thousand bucks per adult. So another two grand at people for the beginning of April, uh, or the beginning of May rather. Um, and extend that $6, $600 a week, uh, all the way through August or even the end of the year. Look, if they're going to do that, what won't they do? Why should I go back to work? Well, I think it'd be the opposite. In a year from now, you guys were complaining that the debt's getting too bad. And look, they were able to do all the money for the stimulus program and give everybody a thousand. We need to go with Andrew Yang. This this is oh, no, 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 no. That's, what, that's is, what I mean. This yeah. is more evidence that the government can give every family twenty four thousand yeah. dollars. Why should year. I go? Why should I go back to work? Right. Why should my spouse have to work? Or why should my you know why should my um, uh, kids have to work? Or you know, why should I have to work? You know, that's going to be back and forth over and over again. By the way, we're getting this, and we addressed it three or four times on the show today, but apparently people still keep calling, and a lot of them are truckers. No, nothing restricts any truckers from going anywhere. No, commercial, commercial, commercial travel is right. exempt from that. Right. I I don't even know that they would be pulling over a, um, a tractor trailer. They might pull over a tractor so if you are uh, bobtailing and they believe maybe it's personal conveyance time and you're, you're coming home out of Louisiana, that I don't know. I don't know that. But in terms of commercial no, traffic no. and travel altogether, uh, there is personal travel that you can have inside the cab of a truck, personal conveyance. Um, but I think if you've got a trailer on, I don't even know why they would stop you. That's commercial no, traffic. No commercial traffic's being stopped anywhere. Just for people that know, apparently people haven't heard, because we've said this over and over and over again, uh, just on today's show and just said it as recently as a couple of minutes ago, and we're getting more people calling. We, we have addressed that over and over again. Mm -hmm. So just so you know, uh, that all commercial traffic, whether it's, uh, you know, in, and remember, for some reason, people don't... I, I, the the Rhode, Rhode Island governor rescinded the executive order, mm -hmm. right? So that was rescinded to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. In terms uh, of uh, taxes coming in from Louisiana, commercial travel is exempt. It has to be. It it will always be exempt. You know. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know about buses. What about a greyhound full of people? Well, I, are there greyhounds full of people? I don't know. There's not planes full of people. <laughs> Certainly yeah. not, no. Right.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning in the news this morning. FDA authorized a new test developed by Abbott Labs that delivers lightning-fast results in as little as five minutes. That's a whole new ballgame. I want to thank Abbott Labs for the incredible work they've done. They've been working around the clock. Normally, this approval process from the FDA would take 10 months and even longer, but we did it in four weeks. We will be extending our guidelines to April 30th to slow the spread. We shouldn't take any solace when we see low levels in different states, different cities, different areas, because they're very vulnerable to an explosion. The reason the president made the announcement today about going to the end of April is because we want to make sure that we don't prematurely think we're doing so great. We may be, but we want to push it to the extreme. That's the president and Dr. Anthony Fauci yesterday speaking uh, at the uh, Rose Garden. And there's where we are. The recommendations are social distancing now for the entire month of April. And the next step we see that we believe will be taken is you'll have more states and where we are, uh, more counties and more municipalities now extending uh, their mandates. Well, I mean, we were talking off the air about uh, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, uh, extending the right now uh, the travel quarantine mandate uh, to road travel from any point in Louisiana. I expect him to expand that if there is no real change or the flattening of the curve, because it, you don't have to have a Louisiana plate. So you could be somebody who's traveling through Louisiana from another state where there isn't a restriction. And you could just go up on I-40 and come down into Texas from Oklahoma. Again, if it's going to be effective, uh, you you can bet that states are probably going to widen this before they start to loosen up regulations. That's going to be that's going to wreak havoc. Think about how much now commercial travel is exempt. Uh, those in the medical field, they're exempt. Um, so the, the problem they're going to have, I think though, is how much business travel aside from does again, well, let me ask a question this way. Does all business travel, is that considered commercial? I, I think no, because it's commercial vehicles only if you're in your car, but you're doing business on the road and you're a traveling, you know, business person on the road, you're going to have to be quarantined and it will be enforced by the Department of Public Safety in Texas. Let's see what's happening in Rhode Island. This is Andrew Cuomo yesterday, and by this statement, giving you a really a false indication as to what's going on. Uh, Rhode Island issued an executive order uh, that uh, New York license plates uh, would be uh, theoretically stopped at the border for uh, mandatory quarantine of some period. 
that executive order has been repealed by the state of Rhode Island, and we thank them for their cooperation. Okay, now that was Andrew Cuomo who gives you not <laughs> an accurate portrayal of what's going on. Uh, Bloomberg had the story, as did many other people, and thanks to some callers for updating us on this. The Rhode Island governor repealed an order for the police to stop only cars crossing the border with license plates from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did so after an outcry from civil rights group and a threat of legal action from New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. But that doesn't mean that you can still get in without getting stopped from New York. All she did was expand it to every other state. Any other state, right. Instead, she'll require all cars, regardless of origin, entering from the state's southern border from Connecticut and three key highway locations to pull over there. All visitors to the state will be told they need to self-quarantine for 14 days, a reflection of the divide and fear around the nation over the virus's rapid spread. What kind of mess is that? Are you talking about lining people up on the side of the road? They can't get in until they gain information, the state gains information? You'd be sitting there on the side of the road for hours. Well, I don't know if you're going to get the information or they're just going to tell them they need to self-quarantine. Because hmm. so they're all visitors will be told they need to self-quarantine for 14 days. I don't know the specifics of it. Well, they'll be doing like, uh, uh, like Texas. What we, we know in, uh, I don't know. In Texas, did they say if you come in uh, from Louisiana that they would do the same as airplane flights coming in from New York? You have to be quarantined. It is mandatory well, quarantine. Is it So are they going to check like DPS is for the airplanes? That's according to the story, Look, yes. Look, you don't have the manpower to do that. I just I don't, well, I, I just don't see how you can do that. Um, they said uh, DPS detectives <clears throat> will be doing the enforcement level. So okay. you're going to have DPS officers there at the road check at every point coming in from Louisiana. Well, that doesn't do anything. What, what does it is being able to enforce it on the other end. Right, exactly. And the detectives are the ones who are right. going to enforce it on and, the ground because you I, have to, at that checkpoint, you've got to give them an address where you're going to right. be and, for and 14 I, and days. And I asked that question, how many D, DPS detectives are there with the thousands upon thousands of people that enter the state? Yeah, I don't know, how, I don't yeah. know what the population of the Texas Rangers yeah. is, but uh, um, it's, it's probably significant. Uh, now, uh, the, uh, the Rhode Island state superintendent said he was confident that the new system of monitoring stations doesn't violate anyone's right. Cuomo had threatened to sue Rhode Island after state troopers began stopping cars on Friday and then on Saturday with the National Guard. Uh, and, uh, going, th- these people who were going to summer homes believed to own, uh, be owned, that were owned by New Yorkers. So there you go. Texas, meanwhile, said it would stop all cars from Louisiana, which has reported some 3,500 coronavirus cases demand that the traveler obey 14 days of self-quarantine. The order does not apply to commercial, military, or uh, emergency responder uh, uh, traffic. Here's the story. DPS special agents will conduct unannounced visits to designated Mm -hmm. quarantine Mm -hmm. locations. So what you do is you start making basically examples out of people. Well, right. The the threat is the random... Mm -hmm. The random checking because once you're so people understand once you're quarantined that's different than social distancing when you're quarantined in your home that's an order you can't leave your house mm-hmm. or wherever it is yeah yeah whatever your final destination yeah. is in this case yeah yeah wherever you are wherever you go yep if you're going to a hotel mm-hmm. you need you have to stay in now you don't have you may not have coronavirus it doesn't matter 
-hmm. Once you get to your destination, you have to stay there for 14 days and you can't leave from what I know from inside that house and go anywhere out in the public. What's what keeps people from saying I'm not going to be anywhere in Texas. I'm driving through to New Mexico or Arizona or a state that doesn't have such. That's a great point. I don't know. Because if you've got a Louis- let's just you've got a Louisiana driver's license, right? Look, I, I look, and from, and you you present it at the DPS checkpoint. You've got to fill out a form but, for the DPS. But I, I think it's I think it's all what we're talking about now. That that uh, again, it's really not enforcement that's getting people to abide by the law. Mm-hmm. And you just hope that people that are coming through, if you put that on, I uh, I bet you that there aren't enough DPS detectives to check the no, thousands no. of people that they're stopping. And so what they're doing is, okay, we're going to throw this thread out and hopefully it will keep. Because remember, what they're asking, the 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 quarantine is completely different from the social distancing. Mm-hmm. They're asking you, you got to stay put for 14 days. It's an order. Right. You, can't, you cannot go anywhere for 14 days. So Up to a $1,000 fine and up to 180 days. Uh, up to 180 days in jail or both. So I'm assuming that they realize, okay, we're going to need some enforcement threat. Even if we can't fulfill it, we at least have to put out the threat. Yeah, right. Well, you fulfill it in enough to make an example. You if, send you get, those, if you get someone, well, yeah, it, yeah. Well, that's that's the point right. is that you go out, you do those random checks, and that's the threat. You never know when we might be coming. It's going to be unannounced and random. And you make, again, my question is, how do you process that? Because it's got to go through the court system. <laughs> so now you've got to right. go through the state courts. And are you going to backlog the state courts for something like this? I, I don't know. I'm asking questions. How do you keep people from saying, well, no, I'm going through the state. Well, yep, I'm, I'm, going to, probably, I'm going to Louisiana. And, I mean, uh, I'm oh, going no. to New Mexico. Well, if, if they leave their homes and you catch them outside their homes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess here's the thing. If you ring the doorbell and you don't come to the door, do you get the summons at that point and you have to report after it's all over? Again, I mean. Because the last thing you would want is somebody who's in quarantine to be out in public. Right. I would think, too. Oh, well, do you have to stop in quarantine if you're passing through? You say, I don't know. The guy says, yeah, I'm going to New Mexico. I'm not going to a destination. I don't have a destination in Texas. Because at that point, you're forcing them to go somewhere. And if they have no friends, family, or means to um, get a hotel room for two weeks, what are you going to do? I'm not, my destination, my final destination is not. Well, in you Texas. remember when they did the shelter in place in Dallas County, mm-hmm, right? The order was if you're in a hotel, when that order goes into effect, Mm-hmm. You have you to stay, stay in that hotel for two weeks, right? Well, what if you don't have the money to stay in the hotel what? for two weeks? Right. Nobody that question was never addressed. Well, and then what jurisdiction is there? I guess you know you could put a warrant out for for anybody in any state. I guess the state could put a warrant out because if you're looking at somebody, if you're a DPS and on the enforcement level in Texas, somebody coming from Louisiana, but they say they're not going to stop in Texas. That's not their destination. They're going to New Mexico or California. Well, then give me an address in California because the state will follow up on this to make sure that that's where you're going to be. And if you're not there, we'll issue a warrant for your arrest, which means the next time you're back in Texas, you'll go to jail. Well, how the state of Texas can't do it if you're out of the state. 
Well, they issue warrant, warrants for people all the time but if you that never, are out of state. Well, but, but you're stating that, no, they couldn't do it. They couldn't say if you don't show up in California at this particular, because if you show up in Arizona, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You're not in the state of Texas anymore. So they couldn't do that. That well, but if you if you violate the rule or the law, or the order in this case by lying on the DPS warrant. Well, if they let you drive through. Mm-hmm. No, warrants are issued all the time for people who don't live in that jurisdiction. I know, but the that's not going to hold up. The, the warrant that you claim you're going to show up to another state that can be enforced you, by that state. Basically, you can't. Then you can't enforce it. Then you can't enforce it. Yeah. Because I mean, warrants are issued all the time in other jurisdictions. They could they could threaten to do that. Well, the question right. is, will they for, do that for a crime committed in the state? But if mm-hmm. you're driving through the state mm-hmm. and you don't get out of you don't get out of the car, well, he's lying on. Here's the question. This this is my question. This is my point. Is lying on the DPS form at that checkpoint? Is well, that against I don't know. the rule or the I'm order? I'm going to California. Where are you going to stay? I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. I right. don't know. Right. All right, you have to turn back. You can't drive through the state. Hmm. Or yeah, you just I wonder to... I wonder what the rule right. says. 866-90-RED-EYE. USDA has accepted 3.4 million acres to the General Conservation Reserve Program for the first time in four years. 2016 was a sign-up sign opportunity. We were riding up against the cap at that point. And so we, you know, didn't accept a lot of acres. That was Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce. When you consider the acreage cap for CRP, that's the general acres, but that's also our continuous practices as well. And so a number of different CRP practices, all of CRP, no matter whether it's a continuous practice or a general practice, all of those acres contribute toward the cap. The 2018 Farm Bill increased the cap incrementally over the life of the bill. We will have a general sign up every year now for the rest of the farm bill so that should make folks pretty excited as well and give people an opportunity to participate now until the end of 2023 this is stephanie ho for the u.s department of agriculture in washington dc the usda report is brought to you by cenex roadmaster xl premium highway diesel fuel we'll be right back with more red eye radio with eric harley and gary mcnamara It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Well, I mean, I guess everything that we were talking about, I laughed as soon as we got off the air. So I'm like, well, those are all the things you have to deal with in a situation like this that really is unprecedented in uh, 101 years. Well, I'm wondering again about air travel. Think about this. So you're flying in from one of those states into our state of Texas, and it's you have to be quarantined for 14 days. Are you going to, at that point, What uh, at the gate? How do you enforce that? You have to enforce it at the gate, right? When they're getting off the plane. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And apparently they are. I don't know precisely how, but they are. And they're getting, you know, people's address. And then, uh, again, going to follow up with, with DPS, with random, you know, showing up at the door. And if you're not there, I guess you have to answer the door. Yeah. If you're not, if you're, if you don't answer the door, I, it's assumed that you're not there. Yeah. Oh, man. 
better get yourself a uh, a loud doorbell. <laughs> I would never, you know, I probably wouldn't hear it, you know. I actually sleep with a fan during the day <laughs> because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, well, it's... Um, well, this is... Uh, very interesting. Well, again, this is for, for us because we started two weeks ago Thursday... You know, uh, I you know trying to self isolate as much as possible just because of the show. We just can't get it. We can't take the chance of 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 getting it. And so uh, we're on day eighteen. Yeah, you and I on day eighteen. And so we I'm literally we, wiping the the counter down and, right now with a bleach wipe. And, and we and we have a, we have another thirty to go. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I'm telling you, my if my yard and house doesn't look absolutely. <laughs> perfectly clean yeah then then something's wrong we are probably going to be a germ-free society or close to it by the time this is all over we'll all be putties <laughs> exactly complete germaphobes yeah of course know. yeah <laughs> high five yeah i just well, think it's um i think it is uh interesting because i told someone close to me not too long ago wait for it they're going to start restricting road travel between states they will it's only a matter of time. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that's and it's something where right now, um, you know, the shelter in place has a lot of people very nervous because if you don't live close to home um, and you're wondering, you know, you're you're worried about uh, your family or your loved ones or if you're traveling for, for business, you know, there's other, you know, business that is going on right now. But what what do we see? Nine out of 10 travelers or air travelers. Yeah, right now are gone. That, that's a that's un- roughly ninety percent. Think about that. reduction in air travel. Yeah. That's I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's unprecedented in in, in flight history in flight in history, commercial right. flight history because there weren't a lot of flights in 1918 and 19. No, no, there were very few. You could get directly into Buffalo. <laughs> maybe once from, a week from tokyo <laughs> from tokyo maybe. now now a couple of years later now there's gonna be a sun there's gonna be a rising sun on the side of that now a couple of years later i mean uh-huh. there was that uh, direct flight from the united states to paris you know the yeah, the one right. flight the Lim- one flight limberg yes <laughs> limberg right. airlines the one but flight yeah other, other than that no <laughs> here's your forecast most of the nation will be dry the deep south most of the northern plains and midwest are clear today we'll look for boston to have that rain continue through the week the high today 49 for new york city will start the day out dry partly sunny and 59 atlanta partly sunny skies 71 more rain for the rest of the week there for los angeles 75 Four and sunny, 78 and clear in Phoenix. Denver, 59, had some snow on Friday. Chicago, rain ends, sunshine, 52 today for Kansas City, sunny and 70. Dallas, rain and thunderstorms, high today near 71. The Atlantic hurricane season runs from June 1st to November 30th. Some of the early forecasts have been released. 14 to 18 named storms are being expected by many with two to four major hurricanes this season. Your national forecast from Red Eye Radio, I'm meteorologist John Trout.
Don't miss a moment. The podcast is always online and on your phone. RedEyeRadioShow.com and the Red Eye Radio app. And he's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Welcome and good morning. Uh, I do want to play an audio cut here. This comes from Dr. Fauci from the task force uh, briefing yesterday at the White House talking about the number, the number 100,000 to 200,000, you know, that that would be that that looks like the worst case scenario. I remember the researcher, the uh, uh, the scientist out of uh, uh, out of Great Britain stating that it would be. 2.2 2.2 million. Remember that? And he's been criticized a lot. And even the Wall Street Journal did an editorial saying, look, he basically did this early on and said, if we don't do anything to control it, if you just let it go. Right. And he said, well, I'm just adapting it based on the fact that what we're doing on the ground is different. And he's now down to the, uh, what was it, uh, for Great Britain. I don't know if he stated for the United States, but he said Great Britain from 500,000 to 20,000. Right. And I don't know if that's why Fauci came up with a one hundred to two hundred thousand because that would be in essence twenty times less, more twenty times or more less than the two point two million that initially you know Ferguson came out with in Great Britain that a lot of people were were using as the uh, the model. But here's Dr. Fauci talking about that new number. You might talk about that. Yeah, thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, the number I gave out is you know based on modeling. Um, and I think it's entirely conceivable that if we do not mitigate to the extent that we're trying to do, that you could reach that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possible. I mean, you could make a big soundbite about it, but the fact is it's possible. What we're trying to do is not let that happen. So instead of concentrating on the upper and the lower, we're saying that we're trying to push it all the way down. But the second part of your question was, yes, we feel that the mitigation that we're doing right now is having an effect. It's very difficult to quantitate it because you have two dynamic things going on at the same time. You have the virus going up and you have the mitigation trying to push it down. But the decision to prolong, not prolong, but to extend this mitigation process until the end of April, I think was a wise and prudent decision. Uh, Dr. Burks and I spent a considerable amount of time going over all the data, why we felt this was a best choice of us and the president accepted it so in direct answer to your question the idea that we may have these many cases played a role in our decision in trying to make sure that we don't do something prematurely and pull back when we should be pushing so there you go dr fauci yesterday on the the new number and and why they decided to go until uh the end of uh of of april you know, I would say one thing, you know, you and I talked, I was just sitting there thinking, I was I was walking around during the break at the bottom of the hour. One of the reasons everybody's getting the cash is how do you how do you sue the public that's doing what they don't want to do? Cash. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, if, if, it, you're, it's, if you're if you're trying to if you're trying it's to build security, it's a security point. If you're trying to build support for a policy which is going to make it so people can't unprecedented in telling the population they can't do what they normally do, not just for a couple of weeks, but now, really, when you look at it, at least six weeks. You know, you and I, yeah. you and I go to our job every day. We still get to do that. I've already stated, I don't. Well, cash isn't going to make any difference to me. 
It wouldn't matter if I got cash or not. If I'm home, I want. I just want to do the things that I want to do. I don't care. If, I don't have a preference, cash or electronic well, deposit. Well, you understand the point <laughs> I'm trying to make. If you're, if if you're as a government, if you're worried about how do we get people to cooperate, yeah, that thought's going to enter your mind. Well, I'm not saying it's the right. I'm just stating that's the thought that's going to enter your mind. Not only not only help the people that are unemployed and give them even more money, but give the vast majority of people under a certain uh, uh, you know salary limit, even if they don't get even if they don't get laid off and aren't affected by it, their lives are being disturbed. Give them a ton of cash. Well, but here, okay. How long does that psychology work for you? We'll see. I I I, don't. I believe it's about a few weeks. It, well, mm-hmm. it's about as long as you get to the next point of them having to because if they're not unemployed, right? I mean, if they're still working, then they're going to get that on the average thirty four hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for a family of four, two kids, mom and dad. Um. That's going to help you pay some bills, but if you're still working, does that do anything for your psychology? Now, it's a bonus. Everybody loves cash, but there's still the same fear. If you're unemployed, it's a, it's a much greater, much different fear. I mean, you're wondering, because you're limited to your home, uh, for the most part, and you can't work if you wanted to. And so... I think it will be different. I think it will be different based on uh, where we are a month from now. Uh, you were talking earlier about the next set of um, the next move from the government, which could come at the end of April, which could be possibly they're talking now, maybe extending that 600 month. If we're still in this place at the end of April, 600 beyond, a week, uh, 600 a week beyond July, July 31st. Well, then go to the go to the end of the year with it. Go ninety. You go. You go another four months. You go one month at a time. Do they? Because are you? Are we going to keep going back and forth with the left piling stuff on over and over again? Now on the extension, do they have to get to sixty in the Senate? Is my question. That I don't know, and you may have Republicans starting to balk on it, uh, as some have already said. I think Kevin McCarthy said, "Look, let's let's not go there yet." But right. Stephen Moore. Remember, Steve, well, Stephen's a, as conservative as you can get when it comes to fiscal policy, and he's an outside consultant for the president, and he said uh, they're talking about a multi-trillion dollar fourth stimulus that would come, that would be start serious discussions come at the end of April. Now, is that only if they're going to extend it past the end of April? Was this stimulus as big because they sort of knew it was going to go till the end of April? Was the president was was Mnuchin letting that letting it be known that look, this isn't going to end April fifteenth. It's probably going to go to the thirtieth. We're going to have another full month of this. Mm. You and I talked about that after two weeks, the economic damage gets big. Right after a month, it gets huge. Yep. A month will be. The middle of April. I and guess, so you're yeah. taking it two weeks past that. You're going to have an awful lot of business. You know as well as I do. Probably half of restaurants can't make it that long. Hmm. Probably more than that. I it, it's it, this is I guess that, that was the basis of my question. How long can this stimulus get you? 
because there's greater fear beyond having money in the bank account. Sure, it pays the rent, pays the mortgage. Um, but beyond that, I mean, it gets because it's very different for people who are still working. You get thirty four hundred dollars. Well, you're not worried right now because you're still working about um, the money anymore. You see what I mean? It lessens the effect once you've done it once. If you decide to throw money at it, could they be throwing more money? The the thing I wonder this week, because this is unprecedented with unemployment, mm. are we going to see our companies going to look at it now and say, wow, uh, temporary layoffs, big time for the next couple of months. Yeah, right. Remember the vast, if you look at the, what, if you look at the average salary out there in America, uh, you're talking about what, between 40 and 70,000, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. And they look at that and say, wow, those people are going to make as much or more than they normally make on unemployment. Well, we got a chance of letting them go, and they're going to come right back to our company again in the next couple of months. We can downsize right now. We can downsize right now, this week. There's no other reason to wait because this is, this is, and this unemployment, which I don't know, has this ever happened in the United States Mm. where you had, uh, you know, some kind of, I'm trying to think of my dad, you know, when, you know, 5220, you know, coming out of World War II, 20 bucks for 52 weeks. Mm-hmm. He said he only collected a couple of weeks because he had a job that quick. But you 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 look at that and I'm trying to think of a program that gave you more than working. And so I just wonder how many companies and and for for a dual full, you know, look and the reason, you know, we weren't initially going to do this because we want to keep our talent. But you know something? Mm. Now we don't got to worry about keeping our talent. No. No, we They're going to look at this and go, our average employee can make more on unemployment than working here. This is a great little vacation for them. And then we can hire them back when we're ready to go in two, three months. Huh. When business picks up, right? Yeah. Well, of course. We, I mean, we look, you, you, give them, you give the companies an ability to downsize. On the flip side of that, the companies that are still in business that need the manpower, the federal assistance, the the unemployment, allows you to quit your job if you feel unsafe going to work. Yeah, and so what yeah. do they do if they can't find enough manpower? Well, they have yeah. to raise they have to yeah. raise the wages at yeah. least temporarily for the rest of the year. How many can afford to do that? You can only do that to the point yeah, that right. the market will bear that extra cost, right? And I don't I, I don't know where that threshold is. You close up shop, right? Now you're unemployed, and uh, you could you might be able to get a grant or a business loan through the Federal Reserve, but why would you when you have no idea when people will be back? If they're already talking about it, and we're not even into April yet, if they're already talking about extending this, which by the way I knew wait they would. Wait a minute, we're, they were. When was the article written? I think Sunday. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah, the article, let me hang on one second here. Do I have it in front of me just to see when it was written? Did I dump it? I dumped it already. Hmm. Uh, but it, it was one or two days old. That was it. One right. or two days old. And they were talking about, oh, no, by Friday. By Friday evening, they were talking about the possibility of a fourth. 
Yeah, right, yes. right, 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 right. So we didn't even go one day, and it became multi-trillion by the end of Friday. Well, we talked about it early last week. If they'll do it for one month, they'll do it for a second month. If we're still in this situation. Because it's a blanket. It's a warm blanket. That's all it is. It's to, it's to well, soothe your emotions. Well, not the unemployment part. Well, you, you can't do $2 trillion a month for a long time. No. Well, or can you? <laughs> wow. Bernie Sanders. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, they, they wanted to do... Well, no, that's true. The Bernie Sanders plan is $2 trillion a month forever. Well, think about that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get through this year. We'll worry about it later. I mean, we're in Vegas with an unlimited credit. Yeah. Keep people happy. That's all you're trying well, to do. And the thing is, it's, it, you know, when it, but it's a different type of stimulus, they're saying, in April, because a ton of that would be to bail out the states. Right. Exactly. That would go to bail out money for the budgets of the state. And it's... Do you? What do you do with a state like Illinois? That's already a deadbeat state. Yeah. And Wa- uh, Wall Street Journal said it. New York, you know, you've got Cuomo saying we're only getting three billion dollars because he's getting a lot more than three billion. And they went through all the stuff he's getting. He goes, but look, they were in a six billion dollar deficit already. If the exactly. federal government can make up part of the six billion dollar deficit that came pre-coronavirus, why not? Right. Trump helps out Cuomo. Cuomo looks good for it. Eight six six ninety red eye. There's a new Shell Rotella engine oil for gas engines. Shell Rotella gas truck is available now. Megan Pino, Shell Rotella global brand manager, tells us what was behind the development and more about the product. Obviously, Shell Rotella's heritage is heavy-duty engine oil, and that sure. will remain our heritage. And we know that our customers work hard, but they also love to play hard. And many of our customers also own a gasoline-powered pickup truck SUV, and perhaps as a personal vehicle or as part of the business. We also know that truck owners use their trucks for different purposes than a car to be able to tow something, whether that's a, an RV or a boat for fun on the weekend, for you know your business, for hauling equipment. So you're doing something different with your truck than you are with a car. And so why use the same motor oil that you would in your car as your truck? There are three viscosity grades, 0W20, 5W20, and 5W30, which covers any gasoline-powered pickup truck or SUV in terms of the manufacturer recommendation. For more, go to Rotella.com. This engine report is a service of Shell Rotella. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. So there we are, end of April, and it will be interesting to see how many states come through or how many municipalities. And, like, for us, it's municipalities, it's counties, where the county judge will say, okay, uh, the social distancing and all the rules and regulations, the shelter in place is extended for the next month. And now nobody did that yesterday. Nobody's done that as as of this point that I know of, but expect to see that happening now will they just go to april 15th will they go since it's a recommendation we'll see what happens after that or will they go to the full the full month Mm. we'll see
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.